Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to another episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Santo, joined, as always, by the Iron Man to my Captain America. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? Uh, I'm good with that. I, I'm most likely to make a smart-ass comment in this scenario. And to be an uh, alcoholic. No, I'm just kidding. Because I'm fucking Irish. That's messed up. It's racist. And our very own Hawkeye. That's right. It's Eric Ronovac. Ooh, he went. How you doing? So painful. (laughs) I thought you were going to go Hulk, to which I was going to be happy. I should have known better. (laughs) (laughs) After meeting a bunch of Seahawks, though, I'm Black Widow. And they're Hulk. Oh, all right. Yeah. Because I got nothing on them. You don't feel like Hulk anymore? You feel feeling a little more Black Widow? Nope. I'm a stick. Eric, uh, I'm going to say you're not, one, you're not a stick, and two, you're definitely not Hawkeye because you're in the podcast, That's unlike true. Hawkeye, <laughs> who may or may not even be in the movie. Hey, okay. man, you know when you uh, when you put a high-profile actor in there to do nothing, that's what you get. I don't, I don't understand. He gave up the next Mission Impossible movie to be in Infinity War, and then he's not even in the poster. What a, what a, what a... Maybe he's a secret character. All right. Anyway. All right. Let's start off with a little... Let's lead off with a little Seahawks news. Uh, not much going this week. The Seahawks subreddit went crazy and just posted a picture of every weird Seahawks item they'd ever bought in Mexico. Yep. Uh, so that shows you where we're at in the Sick terms of, of the season. Week, so I wanted to take this opportunity to talk a little bit about Pete Carroll's NFL draft clues. Uh, first, Eric, how do you feel about Pete Carroll's Twitter NFL draft clues? Well, <clears throat> as I know them, they're utterly useless. But the fact that we have a coach that uses Twitter and understands it, that's a point. Yeah, okay. I just feel like he, he comes up with a list of songs. He's like, I like these songs. Now let's see if I can uh, post them and call them NFL Draft Clues. I mean, can we ever go back? I and mean, we talked about this before, but can we go back and be like, oh, when he said lots of potential, not very good, he obviously meant Kristen Michael or something. <laughs> Kevin, you, I'm sure you hate them more than everyone, all both of us combined. No, I love it because I pay zero attention and it's just <laughs> it's just Uncle Pete trolling the earth. So that there was a there was a um the best thing I saw on Twitter Seahawks Twitter was there was a see uh the the guy who responded the like the first guy who responded to it would just put hashtag #NFL draft clues and put a picture of like a dumpster that was on fire. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> "Oh, uh, yeah, that's probably correct. Um, those are Seahawks draft clues. So yeah, all right. Well, that's that's our that's our Seahawks news for this week. Congratulations. Um, yeah, it was a uh, at Jazz Orion Shuri's collaborator PhD. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, um, that NFL in the NFL, there's a little bit of news this week. Brandon Marshall was released. Uh, the NF and then Kevin. I had no idea. That's yeah. He's not going to be here, but oh well. He's an outside receiver. If we could sign him on a cheap enough deal, yeah. I'm fine. If I wouldn't mind like him or Des Bryant on prove it contracts, you know that that's like the kind of move that we need to be making right now. Well, and rumor has it Des wants a prove it contract. He wants to be out there uh, hitting the market next year, going for a big contract. And this would be a good time to do it. I mean, he works well with quarterbacks that are accurate, like Romo. And uh, last time I checked, we have a really accurate quarterback. Um, and then, so uh, this is my favorite. This is my favorite tweet of the week. It was Evan Evan Silva, and he said Hugh Jackson, the one in thirty one coach of the Browns, has multiple mouthpieces in the media and can't be trusted by his own GM. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> That's just so it's funny. Too sad. To me. There's just so much uncertainty about what Cleveland's going to do at number one. I just don't even know. There's rumors now that they're going to pick two quarterbacks, one at one and one at four. There's rumors that oh, that worked out for the Redskins. Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen, like those are the only guys that they'll pick at number one now. Before it was Darnold or uh, Josh Allen. It's just like there, it's a total mess. It's a total mess. Uh, what do you have any opinions on this, Kevin? This this Brown situation. Uh, if I'm the Browns, I'm taking my quarterback at one. Um, I've heard a lot of things. 
it really sounds like it's either Mayfield or Dalton, and that makes sense to me because I think you would like them for the similar reasons. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're going to take a quarterback at one. I would be very surprised if they didn't. I think that would be almost out of question. Um, I If they take Allen, that tells me exactly what I need to think about their front office. Well, <clears throat> this is this is the can't-miss quarterback draft, right? Like two or three quarterbacks you can't miss on, supposedly. There's, there's, there's a, one big one you will, though. There's five quarterbacks. Josh Allen, right? There's five quarterbacks that people think have NFL starter potential and one that is a, a borderline NFL starter potential in Mason Rudolph. So there's six like people that NFL draft guys think these guys are all hits it's a weird one though because like lamar jackson there's people who think that he could be really really good and then there's people who suck at watching football and evaluating talent (laughs) um you also have like josh allen where there's people that are mel kiper and then people that realistically think he has a lot of progress he needs to make yeah i personally i'm not a gm i would go saquon barkley number one because i think that the giants are going to take him and I don't know, man. I feel like you could get a pretty good quarterback at number four. You could trade down and get Jackson, maybe. I think um, you could get a pretty good running back in the third round. I don't know, man. That's the thing. Really? I mean, don't you see the potential in Barkley, though? Sure, I absolutely do, but it's position it's position cost. I'll be honest. The more I've evaluated these running backs, because I, I went pretty deep on them this week. I watched a lot of running back tape this week. The more I thought the delta between Saquon Barkley and uh, the next tier of running back, which I would say is two people, Ronald Jones the second and Darius guys, but the Delta between those two guys is not that it's not that big. And it never is with running back. That's <laughs> uh, the thing. And I think, I think Ronald Jones, the second, that's my, my, I came out of my evaluations with a, a big crush on, on Ronald Jones, the second. So that's, that's where I ended up. Um, but let's just talk about these quarterbacks really quick. Baker Mayfield is, is he had like the highest completion percentage on almost every single yardage split other than the closest to where Darnold was better. But the 10 to 19 yard split, the 20 plus yard split, the under pressure split, Baker Mayfield was the best out of all of them, all five of the uh, top five quarterbacks. And Josh Allen was the worst in all of them, except for the 10 to 19 yard split. He beat Darnold. So if you think that college production matters, you have to love Baker Mayfield. Josh Allen's team had the 104th ranked rushing offense in the nation last year and ran more than 50% of the time. That should tell you what Wyoming's coach thought of Josh Allen. If he couldn't crack the crack the case at Wyoming, why is he going to be able to just break it open in the NFL? I just don't get it. I think the Kyle Bowler comp is real. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's, Kyle Bowler went to Cal insane. and played against tough competition. Right, but I think, I think that comp is real. You're making a lot of reasons why he's better than he really is. And he could develop into a starter, but... Anyone who says anything positive about Josh Allen and then turns around and doesn't say that Lamar Jackson's directly better, just I don't know what their thought pattern is. Because we figured out in the NFL, there's a floor. If you can run like Lamar Jackson, your floor is what, Tyrod Taylor? Your floor is like a middle-of-the-NFL quarterback. The floor for Josh Allen is Hackenberg. I didn't like Josh Allen's response to why he had trouble throwing deep last year because that's been a knock against him. We talked about it on this podcast, and he said he was asked to do it so much last year, and all I could think of was like, if you're asked to do it, shouldn't you be better at it? Shouldn't also you have thrown more often? Like it, he, 
He's so full of it. I he's think just, he's got a huge arm, but how often do you need to throw the ball 70 yards downfield? Yeah. On the other hand, Lamar Jackson's going to give you 50 to 100 yards rushing every game. Which of those is a skill that will win you football games? Yeah, no Josh, Josh Allen, um, 75% of all yards gained in the air are, are um, on passes of 19 yards or less. So the fact that he throws that far downfield is it's just not that helpful. Like, who cares? And he's not even accurate on long throws either. That's the other part. Yeah, that's why his, his comment his, made uh, no sense to me. His long, his long accuracy is trash. It's trash can. Like, yep. I don't know. The other thing is that uh, the correlation um, from college to NFL is really strong on uh, non-contested throws. So you talk about throws to receivers that are considered to be open. Uh, Josh Allen's accuracy on that is dead last among top quarterbacks in this draft. So when you look at the stats that translate from college to the pros, which is not a one-to-one, it's not that good. The thing that's happened is Josh Allen, everyone who wanted to see something from him has seen exactly what they wanted to see step-by-step through the process. Ooh, he's got a big arm. Ooh, he looks good in shorts. Whatever they're thinking. <laughs> and so for those people, he's won the offseason. But for people who like watching football, he hasn't done anything to address the concerns you have about a quarterback. And then um, so we just want to – I know the Seahawks aren't going to draft any of these guys, so maybe it doesn't matter that much to most people who are listening. I just want to be on the corner of Josh Allen bad, Lamar Jackson and Maker Mayfield good, uh, Josh Rosen good, Sam Darnold probably good. I, I have – Less faith in Darnold than most, just because the the interceptions. But Sam Darnold's floor is Jameis Winston. Yeah, he he. How do you feel about that? He makes a lot of mistakes, and I don't. I want to see him. In, I he's he could be really good though. It's, yeah, it's he could be though. Andrew Luck or better. Is it him or the system? I'm not sure. That it's hard for me to tell as a you know semi amateur evaluator. All right, let's um let's roll into uh, actual Seahawks news. So we're gonna go over what we think um. The CR Seahawks ideal draft is so. First, me and Kevin are going to give a couple different trade scenarios that the Seahawks might find their way into that we've seen around the internet. We're going to pick our favorite of those deals. So let's pitch them back and forth. Let's start okay. with. Uh, you want to we'll go? go back and forth between the two of us. When you give the trade proposal, the other two people have to say whether or not they would accept the trade. Okay, and then we'll and then we'll decide at the end which one we like the best. So the most common rumor I've heard uh, out there is that the Seahawks will trade pick number 18 to the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns will give up their first pick in the second round, and the la- like. it's basically like the last pick of the second round. Of the it's first round pick. two, pick three, round two, pick 32. Yeah, it's like the last and pick. And round the last four, non-compens- pick 14 it's or the, something. Yeah, there's no comp- second round compensatory, story, so it's like the last pick of the second round, basically. Right. So the that's my first trade. Um, we give up 18, we get 32 and 60, 64, Kevin? Yep. Yeah, okay. Eric, what do you think? Uh, I'm all for that. That that solves all of my draft concerns. Okay. I don't know who we'd, who we'd pick, but with all the challenge available, that would excite me. Kevin? Uh, the strength of this draft is rounds two and three. I think that the round two, three, and four of this draft is going to be huge. There's massive value. I will take this trade 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, I think that basically the first pick in the second round is like having a first round pick. You know, you just get whoever best talent fell out of the first round and then having the last pick of the second round is um you know it's it's pretty it's a pretty good pick it's not the best pick but it's a good pick um so i think that's a nice haul for 18 if we can't find any way to trade back just in the first round uh, i kind of dig it i'm into it all right uh kevin what's another trade rumor you've heard all right so they're talking about the patriots might want to move up and the rumor i've heard is 
round one pick 31 and round two um the end of round two pick they have yeah pick six pick 63 yeah it's slightly but be- it's a slightly better haul than the browns trade i just for some reason i don't actually believe this trade rumor um i th- i've heard the new england one as the they're going to give us 23 and then their third round pick um which is 95 i think okay so thinking about either of those patriots rumors now the patriots don't trade up very often but i could see it maybe for an edge rusher if there's really a guy but that's not yeah. really hoodie style landry if I landry agree. is there i think that that i could totally dig it i, I get what you're saying kevin right yeah, that's the kind of guy they would make a move for um so would you take that trade the, either of those the first one you said yes the second one i'm leery of uh getting moving back the thing is though being at position 120 round one pick 23 is still a pretty good trading position so i I guess i would probably take either of them uh eric what about you i'd take him i don't think it's likely because the patriots aren't getting anything they're not getting the upper hand in this deal like you said that that first one gives you more trade possibilities which i'm sure the seahawks would take advantage of i don't know man hoodie likes to win everything the way I mean, that, that doesn't sound like a win to me. Yeah, the way that the the we get that first trade Kevin said, the first round the end of the first round pick and the, 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 the basically pick. the slightly better Browns trade. The only way we can pull that off is if um that Browns offer is really real and New England has to beat it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Um that's the way we get that act that deal actually. And knowing Hoodie probably would just let the Browns beat him on it, but because he'll just get the plan a couple if years. There's the right game, yeah, right. <laughs> the Mingo effect. Okay, right. um, another one I've heard: uh, the Colts trading us thirty-seven and forty-nine. Uh, the, so two um, a top of the second round pick and a middle of the second round pick. Um, uh, Kevin, how do you feel about this one? You know, I really like that actually. Or, and other people are saying that it might be the top of the second round pick and that three sixty-seven, that that third round pick, and then an extra like late late round pick, like fifth round. Yeah, I've also heard it's the two, the three, and like uh, the next year's two from the Jets. Yeah, I've heard that's that another rumor. Um, I would still be willing to do that. I just I don't know. I feel like in this particular draft, the difference between the back half of round one and the front half of round two is minimal. Mm-hmm. So I feel like anytime you could pick up more picks or future value, it's gonna be pretty worth it. Yeah. It's you're gonna it's gonna be hard to talk me out of more picks in that round two three area. Yeah, if, when I keep reading first round mock drafts and I don't see Leighton Vander Esch listed anywhere, I'm like, huh, the second round of this draft's gonna be real good. The wide receivers <laughs> and running backs in round two and three are gonna be sick. Because Leighton Vander Esch is a, a freaky, weird, crazy good athlete and also like a highly productive sen- senior year in college. Yeah, Edmonds is stealing all his thunder. Yeah, and so it's like. This guy should be in the middle of the first round, and instead he's falling out of the first round of mocks. It's I don't know. There's a, there's going to be some some huge values that I think fall out of. Round. How about you, Irk? You taking that cold trade? Yeah, I want. I don't know. At this rate, I don't want like the thirty first pick in the first round. I want I want two three four. If we get a two three four, I don't want a situation where we get a first round pick and we trade pack again just to get like a late fifth rounder. I'd rather keep it higher. I really want to I want to reload faster and I know you've gone over the talent, but I feel like those late 5th round picks, those are the picks that give people ammunition when they say the Seahawks haven't had a really great draft in a while. It's because we've been accumulating late round picks and even Pete Carroll this we have week four 5th round picks. Yeah, it's just I'd like to I'd like to get a little more bang for a yeah. buck. You know, I some of these say- some of these these could combo together like we could trade down to to New England for a 23 and 95 and then 
trade 23 to Cleveland for 35 and 64. You know, you know, like there's yeah. there's a chance like we could combo a couple of these deals together, chain them together by staying in the first round. Yeah, uh, there's a good chance we could like uh, pick up um, a two, a three, or a, like a two twos and a three, or a two, a three and a four, and give them one of our fives because yeah. we have a bunch of fives. Swap that pick. Like th- these are all really, would, really not surprising. If you if you ask me to guess. Right now, what the Seahawks are going to do, I would guess they pick early. They don't pick at all on day one. They pick early on day two, and then they pick two more times on day two. So, you know, they pick like a at the beginning of the second round and then either like two times in the third round or at the end of the second round in the third round. They use that. They leverage that 18 pick. And the fact that this draft is going to have people fall because there's so many quarterbacks. Um, so there's going to be guys who are premier talents at their positions going about 10 picks later than they should. Uh, that that's gonna give them some leverage to move back and do some cool stuff. What You're a dream talking about dream through. scenario there, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> okay, so all right, uh, so one last one. Yeah, let's do it. My last one is the Tennessee Titans uh, trading up. They would give us the 25th pick in round one and the 25th pick in round three, and there might be like a five for four swap there. And too. we don't have to take their red helmets. No, okay, no, we don't get any of their ugly uniforms or Sweet. mediocre players. I'm actually fine with that one too, as long as you know we can leverage that into a. Yeah, know, I feel like we would then deal the, the round one pick again for like a two and a three or to, something to the Browns or the Colts. Yeah. Uh, what we're looking for here is if we trade back and go a double trade back, what we want to do is our dream scenario trade wise. 18th pick is coming up, and Lamar Jackson's still on the board. Mm-hmm. We deal back with somebody who wants to pick up a quarterback. Ooh, it's not going to happen, but it Indian, sounds so and good. And then <laughs> maybe we're somewhere in the mid-20s, and Mason Rudolph is on the board. And they're going, we want to make sure we get him with a fifth-round pick or with a fifth-year option available because he's a quarterback. And so they trade up and give a little more value so they can pick him in the first round and have the fifth-year option for Mason Rudolph. With the way the quarterbacks align, quarterbacks and uh, defensive uh, edge rushers are going to define what we can get for these picks. The Eagles are in a really good position because, like, this, they can draft anything. They can draft anything, and if they don't want to, they can try to, you know, they can try to fleece someone trying to move up to get Rudolph. And I really see that as a real possibility. That we did that when we had the thirty-second pick with yep. Teddy Bridgewater, and this the same thing I think is going to happen for who someone at the end of the first round is going to get a haul to try to get a quarterback. And I think the what's going to happen is the Patriots are going to want to move up to get one of those to get a quarterback because Tom Brady's 42 years old and uh I don't know if you watch Tom versus Time, seems like he's going to retire so, soon. So uh, and those Lauletta rumors make a lot of sense, but maybe Lauletta goes in the end of the first round. Yeah. Like the when quarterbacks start going in bunches in the first round, the rest of the draft gets weird. Yeah, and that, that's the thing is the guys are just going to get pushed back that should have gone in the first round. All right, so Kevin, in our dream scenarios, we end up with like a top of the second round pick, a bottom of the second round pick, and a bottom of the third round pick on day two. Okay, yeah. so I think projecting past that is kind of, um, in my opinion, super crazy and uh, and uh, like who are we gonna pick in the fourth and fifth round? I don't know. Like it's hard to say. So we're gonna we I think we just give our educated guesses there. But for round two and round three, um, let's give our uh, your top of the second round guy, your top of the second round, our bottom of the second round guy, and your bottom of the third round guy. You who do you want the Seahawks to take with those three picks in our trade down scenario? Okay, there's th- there's four positions and three picks. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at running back, wide receiver, defensive edge rusher. And corner. And I think that for sure you're going to see at least two of those 
probably three of those four will be in rounds now, basically two and three. Now I'm going to talk to you about this. Something that John Schneider said is that one of the things in his draft pre-draft press conference, one of the things that we've done wrong lately is we drafted more for need and less for best player available. And we stopped competing because of it. Do you think that that this year they might you even though we think those are the positions they might go for that they might shy away from that they might just take whoever they feel like is the most premier talent at each position i feel like it's going to be one of those scenarios where there's premier talent at those positions so what you might see is maybe the edge rusher even though it's not the biggest need is the one that we get first um maybe the corner that everyone thinks that we need the most maybe that's the fourth round pick so I think it's going to be more like that, just because when you look at where this draft is deep, it's thin at edge rusher. It's deep at uh, number two wide receivers all over the place, outside cornerbacks all over the place, and there's a lot of running backs, especially in rounds two and three. All right, let's do this, Kevin. Uh, you're, 20, you're top of the second round guy. Who, who's your guy? Okay. Plant so, your flag. Who do you want to see us get? Uh, I see one of two scenarios. I'm looking at either Isaiah Oliver, cornerback out of Colorado, or Sam Hubbard, defensive end out of Ohio State. And I'm going to go ahead and plant my flag on Sam Hubbard. All right. Sweet. Um, that way you can talk about Isaiah Oliver. Oh, no. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and go in a completely different direction. Oh. Um, oh. As I said, I have evaluated the positions I thought the Seahawks wanted to draft, and I really fell in love with Ronald Jones II. Um, something about he's, he's, very, he's a very fluid runner. He has really good moves in space. Um, he's powerful and he can catch really well, which I don't think he gets a lot of credit for. I don't. I disagree completely. Um, he drops his, a lot. No, his mm. freshman and sophomore year tape, like I went back all the way, and his he caught like a lot of good passes in those seasons. So um, I think he's not getting the credit he deserves. Uh, I think that the the this that people will be surprised by how effective he is in the first year. Um, so that's that's my uh, my guy. I don't know. I just kept like the more I watched, the more I liked him, especially running in space. Like he's like. He was like the best space runner out of all of the guys I watched. I mean, other than Barkley. But that Barkley doesn't count. Really, I was comparing him to Sonny Michelle because I went in thinking I was going to like Sonny Michelle the best. And the more I watched, the less I liked Sonny Michelle. He's really fast. Yep. <laughs> it's like, that's all I can say about him. He runs really good in a straight line. Like I, uh, if, we're playing, if we're spending our second round pick on a running back, I want Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb would be good. I don't, 10 out of 10 times. I, I'm... I, I am not as sold on Ronald Jones as you are, but I respect that. Nick Chubb is good. I like Nick Chubb. He's a complete back. I think he also has really underrated catching skills. Like I, I would just rank them like, yeah, I would be fine with Chubb. I, if their evaluation brings them to that spot instead of Ronald Jones, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, I trust them to be better NFL evaluators than me. But I just yeah. really liked Ronald Jones like running in space. He's also big. Like six, he's six feet tall, you know. And Chubb is like big, like muscular. So it's like he's shorter, but also stouter. All right, Eric. So we're going to have you catalog your picking. Oh, yeah. So are you going to take Sam Hubbard, the defensive end, out of Ohio State? Or are you going with our running back need so with Ronald Jones? You're doing it. You're doing by round, by pick, huh? You're, you're tie-breakering well, our kinda, pick. We're kind of we're kind of just giving – me and Kevin, I think right now we're giving like our dream draft. There's not even there's a chance that my guy's not even available and Kevin's guy either. We're going with people we think yeah, yeah. are likely to I be know, there. Yeah, I'm, but I'm guessing Ronald Jones will be there, but there's a chance he goes end of first round. Here's the thing. He's good enough. If you watch all these talking heads in the draft, and this is not for you, Eric. This is for people that are listening. Yeah. They will constantly go so and so in the fourth round, and then go in the second. And these are people who it's literally their job. It's my job to wrangle nine year olds. <laughs> that does not leave nearly as much time for watching film as these people have. And nonetheless, 
you know, I'm going to go with, uh, we're, we're going with what we think is most likely. So uh, Nate and I both reasonably believe these are people who will be there top half of round two. Going with these two picks, I'm going to side with Kevin Garber simply because the Seahawks love some defensive line talent. Also, it's always needed in this league, I will, and we could use it as well. I'll say this. We're going to get to this later, but I think if we keep the first-round pick, there's like a near 100% chance we draft a defensive end. Uh, uh, I think it's going to be either defensive end or an upset. We go with corner if Josh Jackson's still there. We'll Josh Jackson will, will be there. Um, I'd take him 10 everyone, times in that pick. Everyone, everyone's like, uh, like no saddening. saddening on him. In fact, Kevin, I thought you were going to take Josh Jackson as your uh, top of the second round guy. If he's there at the top of the second round, I'm taking him, but I'm just assuming the NFL is smarter than that. He's, yeah. fell, he's fallen out of a lot of first round mocks uh, yep. at this point, which is. I think NFL GMs are better than the mockers. Two weeks in this ago, case. I was going to say, 5-4-40 on a 6 2 corner is not a problem. Kevin and I argued, we had it out over cornerback and with our first pick. And. Uh, now look what may or may not happen. Yeah, I, I, I think like the the if guy Jackson's there at like twenty five thirty one, and we don't pull the trigger. I'm gonna I'm gonna wonder what we see that we're excited about later on. That's I almost said Leighton Vander Esch too, even though it's like not a position of need. Just because God, he's really good. I want to make a statement of the this guy's falling out of first round mocks, and I can't figure out why. He is Tremaine Edmonds light. <laughs> okay. They should both be top twenty picks. Um, any, anyway, uh, let's Tremaine. Yeah, Tremaine Edmonds is a baller. Okay, okay. so late round two, early round three. Okay, so now we're in late. We're in late round two. Kevin, I want you to go first in this one. Kevin, uh, you've taken a uh, a, a defensive, defensive end. end. So what? what do you, where would you want us to go now? Uh, I'm looking at. There's a clump of really strong wide receivers there, and I'm gonna name it as. It's either Michael Gallup out of Colorado State or Dante Pettis out of Washington. It depends on if we want return skills or not. But either of those guys are quality outside receivers. I think Gallup offers a little bit more of a vertical threat. Uh, Pettis is more of a run after the catch, like a Golden Tate type guy. So, I mean, take your pick on which one you want. Yeah, I had a really hard time with this, like because there's two guys I feel like could be available towards the end of the second round that the Seahawks are going to be really interested. That's uh, Christian Kirk, the wide receiver, who obviously the team has shown a lot of interest in. And then Arden Key. The defensive end from LSU, edge rusher. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm leaning towards right now. If my in my dream mock, so obviously Arden Key doesn't get drafted any earlier than this. We he gets to us, and I'm, I would draft Arden Key, uh, defensive end, LSU. Pretty good football player. Okay, really good football player. There's a chance he goes before that, but lots of mocks have him in the mid to late second. So I, I'm gonna dream a little bit and go with him. Uh, so. Yeah, we kind of switched switched on that one, right? Wait, you went wait, you went cornerback right there. Right? I went uh, I went wide receiver. receiver. Sorry, I was like looking. I was thinking about my pick, so I wasn't assuming wide receiver. I could agree with that. Which which wide receiver did you want? Uh, I like Dante Pettis out of Washington and Michael Gallup out of Colorado State. You I left, think they're both very you left good. Equinemius St. Brown. I think Equinemius St. Brown. James, I would pay, I would put the next tier down. James Washington. What what do you think about? I him? love James Washington. You don't don't think he'll be there? Um, I mean, okay, fine. Or James Washington, yeah. or I could name like four receivers. <laughs> yeah. I just want—I just was curious if you thought like I love James you, Washington. Yeah, okay, I was James Washington like finds a half step on a cornerback. Just he always just has a half step sitting in his back pocket. He's like, I'm just going to take that half step right now. It's like Doug Baldwin. How does Doug Baldwin always have a step of separation? Because he's Doug Baldwin. Yeah. James Washington is the same guy. Why is James Washington always like a half a step ahead of the corner? Because he's out there busy being James Washington. This dude makes full speed cuts. 
Yeah, it's yeah. like a running back out there. All right, there. Eric. So do you, do you want a wide receiver? Do you, or you went defensive end with the first pick? So. I did, so it's kind of hard because so you, put, you basically have to go wide receiver. Yeah, I have point. to go wide receiver. But I'll say this: I rigged it. <laughs> He's <laughs> too smart. I was kind of saying like the Can only way Kevin there? could ruin this pick is if he picked wide receiver. But then you went defensive end, Nathan, because I don't really, I don't want a wide receiver in this round. I just don't. I would rather have a corner. I would rather have a running back. If I got to pick one only because I don't want to go back to back defensive ends, and Kevin wins by default. But otherwise, yeah. I'd rather take first, Nathan's. Your last, baby. I'd rather take Nathan's running back here. You, well, you'd rather take a running back here. Yes. Then you're looking at like Rashad Penny or maybe uh, probably Sony Michelle. I mean, obviously, guy, right? if the if the player is right, not just any running. Carry on Johnson, maybe. Carry on Johnson. Carry on Johnson might be, Johnson might be available in round two. If he is, that'd be a really good pickup. Um, okay, so uh, round. Three or towards the end of round three. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll go first this time. It's my turn to go first. I think. Um, I want. I've not drafted a cornerback yet. I know this team needs an outside cornerback. I want Tavares McFadden, and I hope Kevin says the exact same thing. Uh, I'm going with the better version of Tavares McFadden. Okay. Uh, because I'm going with Texas cornerback Holton Hill. I don't like. I okay. Holton Hill is like a total wild card to me. I was just like. I don't know what he is at all. Tavares Fadden, McFadden, um, he runs a really good 40 time yeah. for a defensive tackle. Yeah, he's slow. I like it. Uh, he, he beats the people up at the line of scrimmage. That's what I like about him. He's the new Brandon Browner. I think Holton Hill's just a better corner. The thing about Holton Hill is you see him, like, his evaluations, people put him all the way up in, like, the third round. Second, Some people have him up, like, bordering the second round. Some people put him all the way down in the fifth round. Like, yep. It's just, like... Their evaluations are all over that place, and when I watch the tape, I'm like, I can't tell either. Like he's all, he's physically very good, and all over the place. He, the types of flaw in his game that I see are the types that I trust this defensive back coach yeah. to be able. You know, Pete will get in there, he'll clean up his footwork a little bit, he'll have all that raw ability to work with. I can see us getting him in the third or the fourth round, the- and he could be the man. Mm-hmm. All right, like so- Shaq Griffin level. Better, little less, worse, worse than Shaq. That's hard. Shaq Griffin's ceiling is Shaq Griffin, so high. Shaq Griffin was very good as a rookie cornerback. Yes, rookie cornerbacks usually struggle on some level, and uh, I feel like he really stepped up and played super, super good. Uh, uh, how much did you like Maxwell the first time around? Um, I liked him first time around because okay. I think that that's I think Hill could very easily be uh, Maxwell the first time around. Um, he's not a great ball skills guy, interceptions-wise, but he bats a lot of passes. He can get in there. He's big enough to be physical. He's a skills guy without being a uh, too much of an agility guy. Is what you're? Is that, is that yeah, a good I think way to put it? There's a good bit of that. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. I, so I just either way, I, you're looking at corner. Okay. Yeah, you're you're picking a cornerback. All right. So Kevin, now that we've gone over like our our ideal drafts, so I got Ronald Jones and Arden Key. And Tavares McFadden, and you picked uh, Sam Hubbard, uh, one of the really good wide receivers. Anthony Miller's in that mix too. I'll take him in re- in that same spot. Any of those four guys: mm-hmm. uh, Washington, Pettis, Miller, and Gallup. And then uh, I have Holton Hill at the end of the third. Sweet. So those, are, I feel like I would be more than happy with either of those drafts. Yeah, I would to be, be honest, totally cool if the the team, the the all those guys that you mentioned, I've watched and thought they were good, and uh, they. The team obviously evaluates these guys on a much more uh, in-depth scale than me watching, you know, ten YouTube videos for each guy. I'd also like to point out, Nate and I didn't compare notes beforehand. Yeah. Oh, uh, what were my exact words? 
running back, wide receiver, defensive end, corner. It'll be three of those four positions. Yeah, I didn't. And we both ended up with some combination. What's of those crazy four. is neither of us picked an offensive lineman. And I think that let's talk about this. There's only one way I feel like this team goes offensive lineman. You ready? Yep. Round one. If we keep the pick, we either gonna pick, there's three guys I think we could pick. Here you go. You ready? Harold Landry, defensive end. Uh, the UTSA defensive end. Davenport. Or yeah. Will Hernandez, the guard out of UTEP. Uh, or Isaiah Wynn, yeah, by the way. I think Isaiah Wynn is the guy, one of the guys we could take at the beginning of the second round. I think Isaiah Wynn's measurables are almost identical to Hernandez. I just think... And I think people, that Isaiah Wynn's going to go people, in the four slamp range. People love Will Hernandez. I don't I don't know if I agree with it. I'm, I'm good just, either way. I think they're both really good. I would be happy with either one. Um, there's just like some some like kind of like buzz around Will Hernandez. I think it's because he's like it's because they watched his tape and he makes people look yeah, tiny. He's he's pretty. That he's dude moves people. Pretty Man, exciting. We tape. have a lot of bodies on the offensive line. And That's the thing. I just I don't know. I feel like we put so much into it. If we keep putting much more, like like Schneider said, we've we've drafted for need and not for best available. And I just I don't know. I think there's still a chance we get someone who falls. Uh, late in like the fifth or sixth, or uh, you know, someone who gets cut. Uh, Kevin, what's the Texas San Antonio defensive end name? Uh, Marcus Davenport. Okay, so Marcus Davenport. What do you? One, he did pretty good at the Senior Bowl, which is why I even like think that teams are considering him. Like, wh- but like, how hard is it to evaluate a guy who plays against like lesser competition like that? So here's the thing: you watch him at the Senior Bowl and everything, and you watch him on tape. It's there's two things that you can evaluate pretty well. Uh, one, you can evaluate, does he have pass rush moves? Does he have a varied skill set? Um, some people will talk about it as, does he rush with a plan? So when you see him go in there, is he going in there and improvising? Um, that's what I don't like about Arden Key, by the way, is you see him go in with no pass rush plan a lot. Yeah. Um, He's physically talented, though. Right. The other thing you can do is, uh, what's his bend? You watch, like, watch Vaughn Miller play. If you want to see really good uh, rush end play, go watch a really good NFL rush end. And what you'll see is they, if they're rushing on the edge, they'll use their hands to deliver a blow to the tackle. They'll get to the outside. And if you watch their ankles and hips, they bend almost like 90 degrees back and snap and slingshot towards the quarterback. And so what you can evaluate on tape is, does he pass rush with a plan? Does he have more than one move? And does he have bend, natural bend? And so you could tell that against any level of competition. And what you saw with Davenport was Davenport won by being the most athletic guy on the field. And so this is a guy who is extremely raw and may or may not develop. I am not a big Marcus Davenport fan. I'm going to change your mind. You ready? Okay. What do you think Marcus Davenport's major was? Uh... Political science. Education. Oh. Marcus Davenport. There's a, there was a story that went around this week that said Marcus Davenport, he was like fully prepared, getting ready to be a teacher before last year, last season. And then he kind of, his his football career took off in a way that he didn't expect. I mean, good for him. That So now, that, now Marcus expect. Davenport, that's my dude. Uh, if you want my, like, <laughs> teacher, if you want real, teacher, real opinion. Teacher baller. <laughs> uh, Marcus Davenport and Josh Allen uh, have a, a big similarity for me. And that is after their junior year, I was going, man. This guy would be an awesome second or third round pick next year. He can sit behind a guy. He can develop. That's going to be so cool. And then, like, first round pick. And I'm like, I'm out. 
I actually I don't, cannot claw my way off this bandwagon fast enough. I don't like mind Davenport at the end of round one. At the end of round one is fine because he's gonna if get you trade, a handful of if, sacks. If we trade down to twenty five and we pick Davenport, like and like season three, he could be a really really good rush end. Yeah, but like the first two seasons, it's gonna be real up and down. Yeah, I don't want a project. He's got he's six foot six. He's Super, super. Uh, he's got size, athleticism. Yeah. He's a really, he's a really good prospect, but he's just raw. Yeah, I, uh, I like him, uh, but uh, yeah, it's one of the guys that the the team is obviously into. Like they've scouted him a lot, they know a lot about him. So either they 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 made a decision for or against. You know, we'll see which one it is. Uh, yeah, most people mock us: Josh Jackson, Mar- Maurice Hurst, Harold Landry, uh, Will Hernandez, or Davenport. Kevin. Of anyone that you've seen mocked past the Seahawks pick, which one would you? Which what's the player you would just be like the most over the moon about? If we pick at eighteen, yeah. If we pick at eighteen, like who's a guy you've seen mocked at eighteen later than eighteen that you'd be over the moon about? Well, I saw some idiot Mark Derwin James basically yeah, past eighteen. That was if mine. that happened, I would be really mad at the NFL and really happy that <laughs> we got him. That we got Derwin James because that's sick. That's a, that's a top ten talent. Um, yeah, Derwin James was my guy too. Uh, Mike McGlinchey is a guy that I and I'd be really excited about. Um, I see him all over the place. I'd be happy about that. He's a really quality right tackle. Uh, the he's uh, Jack Conklin. You remember me gushing about him? Mm-hmm. He's a lot like Jack Conklin. I think. Okay. Just a really solid right tackle. Um, the other guy that keeps going a little bit lower is your boy uh, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, Calvin Calvin Ridley. Uh, I like if we traded back with uh, the Bills. I haven't seen and him slip past 23. like 15, but like, yeah, if, if he ends up in the 20s and we get him in a, after a trade back, that would be super cool. That's another guy who's just always got a half step in his back pocket. And also, Calvin Ridley's played with a lot of really mediocre quarterbacks and still put up good numbers. Yep. The, the thing is, isn't Calvin Ridley like 25? Yeah, I don't care. Uh, it's just, that stuff that like is that, football ancient. Stuff like that weirds me out, dude. He, I, uh, okay, so I'm we, have a, so we give him Nathan. his first five years. He's 30. He moves on to another team after his five-year rookie contract. <laughs> I mean... Oh, darn, we only got five years of really good production and a third-round pick back for him. Are you uh, worried about him playing with a giant white beard in year three? Yeah, he's 23 years old already. He'll be tw- he'll turn 24 in the next football season. That's that's pretty crazy for a junior. He's not even a senior. Yeah, that is kind of a weird thing that he's a junior. Okay. Uh, yeah, his senior year in high school, he couldn't play because he was 19, and it's against the rules of Florida State football. Uh, he's from Florida. Yep, that's uh, weird. It's kind of awesome. All right, anyway, that's uh, that's our, um, our Seahawks draft preview. Do you have an idea? Oh, um, I forgot, Kevin. I wanted to give you an opportunity because I know you go into like the late, late, late rounds. Who are guys rounds four, five, six, seven that you just like? Guys that you want people to keep their eyes open for? I know you probably wrote people down. I don't want you to. Can lose, we skip lose round four on this because I feel like we've we've leaned four, and I want to go. I want to hear the deeper ones. So. I'll give you. So I have two scenarios to run out this draft. Um, so uh, rounds four and five: uh, Royce Freeman, running back out of Oregon; Shaquem Griffin. Uh, linebacker out of Central Florida. If Shaquem Griffin gets to round four and we don't end up with him, I will riot. <laughs> oh, we have an early round five pick, and I can see it happening. Oh, my gosh. That'd that, be dream he's scenario. so far up people's boards. So. Uh, Jamarco Jones, offensive tackle out of Ohio State. I think he'd be a good swing tackle for us. Uh, and then Kalen Balaj, running back out of Arizona State. If we picked him up round five, I'd be cool with that. Austin Corbett, offensive lineman out of Nevada. 
that's a guy who could be a really solid uh, kind of guard tackle, like all-purpose offensive lineman if we don't believe in um, Riso Diombo anymore, for can instance. I, can I talk about Kalen Balaj? Yeah. I really don't want to draft him. The, I watched the thing, a lot if of his... If it come up at the end of round five, I am fine with it. I watched a lot of his stuff because I was like, oh, the team brought him in for a private workout. We must be interested in... He is so up and down. All I could think was, please, God, no. <laughs> I don't want to do this. It's too scary. It's too scary, man. Him and John Kelly out of Tennessee. But the thing about John Kelly is, John Kelly's missed tackles ratio is insane. If you look it up, that dude... Had some incredible, uh, like, shake and busted tackles. Uh, so those are two guys that would be, like, projection picks. And Dorian O'Daniel, uh, linebacker out of Clemson. Uh, round six and seven, Durham Smythe, the tight end out of um, Notre Dame, or Will Disley out of Washington, are both guys that are blocking first tight ends. Uh, Jacob Pugh, linebacker out of Florida State. Natrell Jamerson. Safety and corner out of Wisconsin. Uh, Sean Dion Hamilton, linebacker from Alabama. And possibly with our last pick, I could see us going after Kyle Allen, the Houston QB, because your last pick is basically a priority free agent pick. So that might be where we pick up our kicker, our punter, our backup QB. Yeah, I could I could see that. Maybe, um, although we have a backup QB now, so maybe, I don't oh, know. Oh, that's the other... Uh, Jack Sitchie out of Wisconsin and Cole Madison out of Washington State, uh, the offensive lineman. Yeah, I was gonna say that both the the, the WSU linemen, O'Connell, Madison, those guys are all have talent and. And I think Madison's offense. probably a better fit for our system. Yeah. So all right, uh, let's hit, let's head over to the uh, the money zone. Uh, we uh, you can support our podcast by having over to patreon.com slash seahawksnest. We got another new Patreon. Uh, it's Woo. producer in exile Brett Hancock. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving us. He he decided to pledge at the three dollar level. So that's a big shout out to Lucas, thanks B, Forrest, Kevin, uh, I, our carry, uh, I vanquish fifty one, giving us the likes on uh, SoundCloud. Uh, Mirza, Mirza, Mirza. I can't. I don't know. I'm. This is like a name where it's like fifty fifty to me. So if you want to tell me how to pronounce it, I will be better. Keith, Arthur, Frank, Tom, Michelle, Brian, Brett, Augustine, Russell, Brian, Zachary, Kevin, Cody, Kimberly, and Josh, the the faithful seventeen now. It's, it's getting it's getting yes it's, it's, it's getting happening. real it's happening all right uh, if you want to support us without any money you're like hey you know what I'm broke like those teachers that are on this podcast you can head over to uh, SoundCloud and give us a, a star or give us a heart or give us a review uh, you can head over to iTunes Stitcher the Google Play Store anywhere you find your podcast and give us five stars everything helps uh, you can follow us on Twitter twitter.com slash Seahawks Nest uh, facebook.com slash the Seahawks Nest uh, that's it. Those are the places you can follow us. So, um, I wanted to do something for Avengers Affinity War. I'm sure everyone expected that. And um, I wanted to, for the Seahawks Nest Movie Club today, Thank I wanted to you, do... Please. You ready, Kevin? Yep. I wanted to do an Eliminator. All right. Are you excited? I'm there. You guys excited? So, what we're going to do is we're going to do an Eliminator with every movie from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay? And we're going to try to make it as petty as possible, just like last time. I was going to say. <laughs> so, that's what I expect. Proper... So just somehow the Hulk is gonna win. Uh, so uh, the movies from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm gonna put them in a spreadsheet really quick so that we can go ahead. So Eric, why don't you filibuster for a second and tell us about the MCU real quick? Yeah. So the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, not too much different than the comics universe. You've got your origin stories. They did the wise thing and they made. Uh, they didn't really alter Tony Stark's origin. 
They made him a guy who needed to uh, redeem himself and uh, make a completely non-realistic, but in this world, realistic suit of armor. They kept Captain America, a World War II hero, brought him into the present. Uh, and really launched the movie franchise because the first Hulk had come out before that. There were a couple of kind of honestly uh, that first Hulk movie, around movies that didn't do that well. Yeah, the Hulk movie is kind of the one that sputtered. It. I, they say the Hulk can't carry a movie, but every Hulk movie I've ever seen is garbage. Right. Uh, you know, you you have a lot of a lot of different like Thor. Thor started as a comic film and then went to a comedy film. These kind of these films stretch basically every genre you can think of to get you into this universe. All right, here we go. So our first phase one Avengers assembled: Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two, Thor, Captain America, and Marvel's The Avengers. Marvel's The Avengers. Phase two. Kicked off with Iron Man 3, then followed up with Thor the Dark World, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man. Phase 3 began with Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, and we'll finish up with Avengers Affinity War and Ant-Man and the Wasp. So those movies are obviously not out yet, so we're not going to be eliminating those. Uh, So it'll be everything Black Panther. Black Panther and before Eric, what is your first elimination? Let's go Thor two. Thor two. Thor two is garbage. The dark, dark world. I I don't think this movie's that bad. Like it's fine. I think it makes no sense, and it straddles the line of wanting to be like a comic Thor movie and trying to be a comedy, and it uh, it achieves neither. All right, uh, Kevin, what is your and the uh, ending's really boring. What is your elimination? I am eliminating the first Captain America movie. Whoa, Captain America, the first the Avenger. I just think that's too It early. was fine. Okay. It was like, because that's the thing. I Honestly, you just eliminated the one that I think was probably the worst movie. Yeah. Um, the arguments could be made for the movie that I am almost positive that Nate's about to eliminate. But I'm going to eliminate the one that's actually the worst. So Avengers 2? Uh, no, no. No, I know what Nathan's going to do, because okay. we'll argue about it. The Incredible Hulk. The the, the oh. Edward Norton one. It's not good. It's fine. It's, yeah, that's another even one the, Even fine. the Hulk looks bad in that movie. Uh, of those first wave movies, it's like Iron Man and then a bunch of like, eh. The best scene in the Hulk was the oh, after credit scene. Did Iron Man 2 get eliminated yet? No, we're only three in. Well, okay, okay, Eric, you're, you're up, man. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna pull it. I like how I didn't have to justify my Hulk pick at all. Everyone just accepted yeah. it. That movie was super <laughs> meh. This is a curveball to Kevin. I'm eliminating Iron Man 3. Yeah. I, I hated it. I, I, I like have, 2 better than 3. I think then Shane, I will eliminate 2 because they're yeah. both equally fine. Uh, I like Iron Man 3, like the direction, but I feel like the, the script is a real letdown. Yes. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like it, They're letting down like a really good performance from Ben Mendelsohn, and they're letting down like all these... There's like a lot of cool stuff going on in this movie, and Shane Black is an awesome director, but the writing is just like... I will say this. It's my review good. of a lot of films recently. I felt like there was a good movie in there somewhere. Yeah. But it just was, it wasn't. Well, it was also movie. disappointing because the first Iron Man was probably the best Wave 1 movie. It's there. All right, so we're, we're down to just Iron Man out of all the... Uh, Iron Man movies, uh, unless you count, <laughs> unless you count this as an Iron Man movie, the one I'm about to eliminate, Marvel's The Avengers, uh, the very first Avengers. I really, don't, I don't, I think that movie is one of the most overrated movies I've ever watched. It is so cool because it's the first time we ever had something like that happen. 
But if you go back and watch it and compare it to like some of the team up superhero movies we got in the future, like Guardians, it just doesn't compare that favorably, in my opinion. There are great moments in this movie, but I think overall package is like a eight out of ten or a seven and a half. It's out a of great 10. cable movie though, because um, you can pick it up anywhere and it makes is... equal amounts of sense and is just as enjoyable. That's true. Very true. hundred okay. percent. It is. The, it is. A, it is a fantastic. Which is why movie. I'm eliminating the second Avengers movie, which is not as easy to pick up anywhere and just enjoy, and it somehow manages to make more of a mess of itself than the first movie. Yeah, did. the second one is nonsense. I, the second. I, one lacks the it's... plot direction the first one had the first one was doing a thing you ready for this kevin i would have eliminated the second event but, you knew, but I, I, knew gonna, I knew i yeah. knew you were gonna do it for me <laughs> I, 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 that's I the thing it was spite, it was to my turn to go that. and i was gonna do it avengers, so yeah everyone hates avengers 2 was definitely worse than avengers 1 don't get me wrong <laughs> i just event i just knew avengers 2 was never coming back to my spot <laughs> so i was like i'm gonna get a sorry get a eric real i jumped no, the gun i just couldn't wait to eliminate avengers you know what's crazy we have not eliminated any phase three movies yet civil war doctor strange it's coming, Volume it's two, coming. Spider-Man Don't. Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, or Black Panther. Oh, here comes Spider-Man Homecoming. Here comes Spider-Man Homecoming indeed. <laughs> what what a complete travesty. Uh I I that's the fourth Iron Man movie, if you want to be know, honest. Here's here's the thing about Spider-Man Homecoming, I'll say it is the exact same thing Kevin just said about the Avengers. That movie is like really good to catch when you're flipping through channels. Yep. You're just like flipping through channels and Spider-Man Homecoming's on, and you just doesn't matter what's happening, you can just jump right into the movie. It's fun to watch. Uh it is not um, changing the world. It's and, and Michael you, Keaton is really great. Really quickly, real, Michael Keaton's the That's best whole, part of that movie. Yeah. That should have been Michael Keaton's movie. In fact, it was. The, uh, can you read me what's left? Yeah, Iron Man, Thor, uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man, Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians Volume 2, Thor Ragnarok, and Black Panther. What do all of those movies have in common? They're all good. And they also all <laughs> like I like all of these movies a lot. Cohesive plot concept that they are guiding you through. That's what made. That's when these movies turn from like okay popcorn flicks to like that was a really good movie. There's a clear bottom one for me here, though. I was yep. gonna say it's Nathan's turn, isn't it? No. Uh, is it? I, one, yeah, it two, is your turn because I three, took an extra. Four, five, six, seven, eight. That would mean it is the person who went third's turn. Kevin? Your turn. Your turn. Yeah, you Nathan. went third. I jumped the gun oh. when I picked Avengers. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, eliminate, I'll eliminate the original Thor then. Yeah, there it is. I think the original Thor is a good movie. It has really funny parts. I think Natalie Portman, Kat Dennings, and the guy who plays the scientist are all really, really good in this movie. Like, it has good supporting work. Um, and it's a good movie. You really it's just, said Kat Dennings is good you have to You have to eliminate... <laughs> You have to eliminate all but one of the movies, though, so everything's getting eliminated. Also, that also, movie was much better than a sequel, but it was definitely the second best Thor movie. Uh, Eric. I'm going to eliminate. Now we're getting into the, the meat. It, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's nitty-gritty it, time now. You will only be eliminating at least movies pretty good, good movies. So yeah. I will eliminate And this. I eliminated that actually probably good movie in Avengers early just because I'm spiteful. Oh, hey, <laughs> we all do it. I don't, I don't know. It's, I think getting, you know, it, it getting eliminated right around the same time as Thor 1 seems about right. We've done it without getting each other gonna hate. People are going to hate me on Twitter for that. I just know. <laughs> I, we always get feedback on this segment more than anything else. And I will say that people are going to be on me. And I'll just I'll, I'll defend it. Like Avengers is a good movie. It's just not a great movie. And me, the, bro. There's a lot of great movies left in this list. And if you don't think Ant-Man's a great movie, well, guess what? You're when, listening who, to the wrong podcast. You're listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> I love Ant-Man, okay? Seahawks Nest Podcast, <laughs> the most polarized part of this podcast movie club uh which is means uh i'm about to make nathan angry but this one's for your sister julia i'm eliminating ant-man yeah you're not a big ant-man fan it's no i i love it i think it's really good i feel like it's the original pick up in the middle and have fun but as far as great movies no let it's me, it's, me, it's a movie that i'm surprised they pulled it off let me say let me say something about my favorite mcu movies 
They are the Marvel Cinematic Universe's movies that are another type of movie with the uh, superhero dressing on it. Okay. And Ant-Man is a heist movie being dressed up with the Ant-Man superhero dressing. Even and that's why I like it. training montage. And I'll, I'll say so yep. uh, the other two of my favorites um, are... Um, I'm not going to say what they are because I don't want them to get eliminated, but they're similar things, and I'll talk about those when they come up. All right, so the next one that I'm going to have to eliminate is um, another movie that just comes up short of greatness. It's telling a story, and it has great scenes, but it just doesn't click and hit on every cylinder like the original did. That's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Oh, I, I agree. I think this is the right time. It was the one I had highlighted for myself, Kevin. Ooh. So it's a good movie, but I don't like what Kurt Russell was doing either. I feel like that he was a weak link in the movie. I which also is sad feel like say. it split too much attention between that and the uh, plot running with uh, um, Gamora and her sister. And Sylvester Stallone, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it needed to pick two of those. Stories. My favorite thing about that movie is Sylvester Stallone's line in the movie where he says, "The colors of the gourd will never burn for you." Don't. It's like, it's just, it's hilarious. Uh, I just, yeah, funniest scene in the whole movie. All right, is it is it my turn now? It is. Uh, I'm gonna eliminate the uh, first MCU movie. A movie I think that is uh, pretty strong, has a good villain. It kicked off everything, but I don't think... Um, when you go back and watch it, it's uh, it's not perfect. It's it's an imperfect movie. Uh, Iron Man, the original Ooh. Iron Man. I like it. It's good. I don't think it should win this. There's about six movies left, and I think that this is the right time for Iron Man to go. Man, I really thought it sh- maybe should win this. You know, I think I would have kept on to it for probably another round. I respect the fact that you're taking it away, but I think that... Um, that movie did a great job of really being bold and being exactly what it is. Uh, the flaws of that movie, it drags a little at the beginning. It's, it has staying power, though. I'm shocked, Nathan. That's a very good movie, but it's I understand. Movie. Uh, there's no bad movies left on this list, and I'll be honest, I can't eliminate Doctor Strange because I haven't seen it. It's the, <laughs> it's the only one on here I haven't seen now. I love you guys are... You, both of you have definitely like oh, I've foreshadowed seen everything I've, no I've said. Eliminating uh, I'm I'm eliminating Doctor Strange only because I'm shocked it's still here. It was the only one that I thought like, oh, that one probably should be eliminated. But since I haven't seen it, I feel I honestly think this is about the right time to eliminate it. It's kind of clever, but ultimately the training montage feels really forced and weird. And I feel like this this guy just oh hey all of a sudden he's Doctor Strange. But that ending, that ending, hey, that ending was good. the, The way to beat a villain was really clever and. It made sense. It was a total Doctor Strange story, which if I told you they would do that, you'd be like, and it's going to be a movie? No, right. it works. Uh, they got they got to do a movie I didn't think they would get permission to do, and I love that. Yeah. Right. That's why there's two other movies on here that I will not be eliminating myself um, because uh, they got to do things I didn't think they would be allowed to do Well, you're either. up. So you're I up. will be eliminating... This hurts because I like this movie quite a bit. Actually, no. There's one I like less. I'm going to eliminate uh, Civil War. Yeah, I was okay. going to say Civil War seems like Civil the next War pick. should be the next one to go off. That's a really fun movie. It's a really good movie, but it also splits itself a couple of different directions. And honestly, I was going to eliminate Winter Soldier, and I feel like Winter Soldier does what Civil War did slightly better. And this is what I'm going to talk about. The both Civil War and this movie, they're like political thrillers. Uh, yep. Like political thrillers kind of couched in that superhero dressing. And that's why Civil War and Winter Soldier are both so dope. Like they're both good movies because of that. Civil War is what Avengers 2 should have been. Uh-huh. 
agree. It, uh, it was like just a, in my brain, it is. It was a makeup for Avengers Two uh-huh. for sure. It was really good. Uh, the thing about Avengers Two is they wasted Ultron. Man, Ultron's a cool villain, and they just kind of like. I don't know. He just wasn't. Yeah, he's it was that, he was the best part of that movie. But also, that movie was Vision is really cool looking, and it ended up coming across kind of lame. They they ruined War Machine in that movie. It's they ruined a lot of people. <laughs> Eric, in that movie. there are four movies left: Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor: Ragnarok, and Black Panther. And you're Those up, are Nathan. all bullets. Oh, and it's I, my turn. Yeah, and I know which one I'm eliminating, so you have to go. Um, okay, I will eliminate. Nate, wait. There's one that Nate can't eliminate, right? I can't, uh, I'm going to eliminate Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I just think it's the... I think that of these movies, I, there are two that I like better for sure, and one I'm not sure I like better. These movies are all good. This is like picking between your favorite like cookie doughs. These are all really good. It's like when you get down, you're like, okay, who's your favorite Seahawk? Is it Earl? Is it Bobby? Is it, you're like, all right, cool. I like pick one. I like them both. Thanks. Um, Guardians is awesome. It's a great movie. Um, I could totally see it winning this, um, but it's not going to because I just eliminated it. That would be it. so fun. It's a good movie. That's probably the most fun movie out uh-huh. of any of yeah. the MCU movies. All right. Uh, it's Eric's turn. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I haven't seen it. I'm going to eliminate it. I don't care because I don't think it's the best movie on the list, and that's Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I think I don't Thor think it should win. Thor Ragnarok was my winner, so I'm I'm I think it's kind of funny that you uh, you said it. What? So you haven't seen it yet, though? No, I'm not, and I haven't seen Black Panther either. I just feel like, as far as movies, if you're gonna say like number one, last time we did this, it, we came out with a really stupid best movie, and I don't think Thor three should be the best Marvel. movie. You know, I like Thor three so much, Eric, because it's Taika a, Waititi. No, it's a buddy comedy. Wrapped yes. up in a superhero yes, dressing, yes. and I love buddy comedies. It's like if the other guys was a superhero movie. Yeah, I'm into that. I there want to watch that. There are so many scenes in that movie that are funny. It's yeah. so funny. Uh, there are so many gags that play well. When and the action's great. I'm sure he's it's trying good. to guess the I'm password sure for the uh, for the ship. And the woman. From... The best Avenger. The strongest Avenger. The... And he has a point break. Point the, break. The, uh, the, uh, the lady from Hunt from the Wilder People is so great in that movie. <laughs> Goldblum is so good in this movie. I don't know. You got to see it, Eric. You'll love it. I will. It. I will. Uh, okay. This I, movie is doing doing a thing and it does it really well okay. i feel like this is where it so belonged. there's two left kevin which one winter soldier black panther i think that a lot of people would agree that we've come down to like the last five in they would say generally other than not having the avengers in here people would say these are their favorite five so really we've, quickly we've done if well you would have the avengers in this final five you at, and i fundamentally disagree the, on please at the fezzig and not at seahawks nest because i don't want to deal with that even though I was the one that eliminated it, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You're going to deal with that. Uh, no, it should not have been in the in the final five because it doesn't. No, it's nah. just not. It's nah. It it was a really great experience in the theater the first time. Like I, I will not ever trash someone for saying they love this movie because when seeing all these heroes on the screen at the same time and like there's so many cool things that happen in this movie. Like when the, the Hulk's like busting the up, next tier puny down. god. But like it's just. For me, it's like a yeah, it's a tier two. There's no catharsis, uh, Nathan. When you saw you saw Iron Man before I did, and I remember you told me you were like, yeah, man, it's like the perfect popcorn movie because I told you how much I love uh-huh. The Dark Knight. Yep. It is, and the you dark, said it's not like, and the you dark were Knight. like, oh, The Dark Knight's a great movie, but man, Iron Man is just like, it's just a popcorn film, Eric. You're gonna love it. And, and Ready Player One. And I feel like that's Avengers. There's nothing like, you're not gonna you're not gonna be like. That's yeah, better than Iron Man. There's I think. no emotion in Avengers. It's just like, oh, this is fun. It's enjoyable, yeah. Right. It's an explosion. Kevin, Winter Soldier, Black Panther. So I'm picking the winner here. Yeah, so who? You, what are you eliminating? Tell me what you're getting rid of. All right, man. I'm eliminating Winter Soldier. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm surprised. But I'm okay. not. 
Uh, a lot of people say Winter Soldier is their favorite MCU movie, so I thought I might have a that chance to win. That would have been my winner. So I'm eliminating Winter Soldier because um, Black Panther's arc I enjoyed more. Cool. But I feel like they were both very, very good movies. Yeah, okay, so um, let's go around really quickly and just say what our favorite MCU movie is, just so that you can realize that none of us are satisfied with this result. Wait, I'm going to guess. Kevin likes Guardians, uh, Eric likes Winter Soldier, and I like Thor Ragnarok. Is that, was that right? Okay, all right, now you get to make your guesses. Well, one, Nathan's right. Uh, I I know that how much Nathan loves Thor Ragnarok, and you just said Black Panther. And yeah, it's for me Winter Soldier. It's like the, it's the Dark Knight of Marvel movies. Uh huh. It is and the it's somehow, the one where they were serious for sure. And they somehow got all the characters right in a comic book way, but in a weird way. Like there's a character uh, named Arnim Zola who's the uh, the little toady next to the Red Skull in the first uh, movie. In the comics, he's a giant TV screen on a robot body. I know okay. that sounds really stupid. No, that's good. So in the Civil War. He is a talking computer screen. And it was like, that is the coolest Easter egg. He's like downloaded his brain into this computer. He tries to kill Captain America. It was a total like nod to the comics and it pulled it off realistically. Plus, it was it was a fun spy thriller. It, I just liked that movie a lot. All right, so mine is Guardians because you all know I'm a sucker yeah. for an ensemble cast. Yeah, it's, it's ensemble cast. It's a underdog story. It's a comedy it's a space western. This, this thing hits all of my weaknesses. All right. Well, now that being said, uh, for so you have not seen Black Panther, right, Eric? No. So Nate, does Black Panther crack your top five? Yes. For Ab- me, it's easily in my abso- top five. Absolutely. So I feel like I this would be in my top three. I, no one. I've not heard heard one bad thing about it. Uh, I think that you would love that and Ragnarok both. I think they would both crack your top five for yeah, sure. Yeah, you're gonna you, when They're you listen back enjoyable. to this podcast, you're gonna be like, yeah, we did a really good job. Once you see those two, I feel movies. like we did way better with this than the Oscar thing. Yeah. The there was no when once you get down to the nitty gritty at the end of this, there wasn't really a loser. Also, uh, I think it was good because. Uh, Nate had seen almost all of them. I'd seen all of them. You'd seen all but a couple of them. Yeah, just the, the made two recent ones. All right. So uh, for Kevin Garber, for Eric Ronnebeck, I'm Nathan Santo. We will see you next week. Tell us your favorite Marvel movie at Seahawks Nest and go Hawks. Of course, Black Panther's the winner. <laughs> Good times run. No, I ain't got nothing but a bag of green.